You're listening to a podcast from Riverview Church in Bowness, recorded during one of our Sunday gatherings. For more information about Riverview Church, or service times, or contact details, go to riverviewchurch.uk or find us on Facebook at Riverview Bowness. Good morning, everyone. It's nearly Christmas. Feels like Christmas is just as already said, and we're so excited to be here. What a fun morning! What a great way to celebrate the birth of Jesus together as a church. Now, I'm just going to speak for a few minutes, and I want us to think about this that we use titles to describe a lot of characteristics, a lot of roles, and, and sometimes those titles can become kind of like part of a person's name. So, for example, try and go with me on this. Uh, Cluedo's Professor. Plum. There you go. There he is. Or uh, the pop star, Lady Gaga. Yeah, there she is. Up there. Brilliant film as well, by the way. Uh, Cap- uh, Marvel's Captain America. America. Oh, well, there's a bit of a disagreement there. Some people said Marvel, Captain Marvel. Some people said Captain America. There he is. That was me, uh, about seven years ago. And that's Jess. <laughs> I can't say seven years ago because I'll get clouded when I get home. So, yeah, there's Captain Marvel as well. Uh, and then the, the time travelling doctor. Ooh. No, that's what I'm asking you. <laughs> Come on, that was a cheap shot, wasn't it? A cheap shot. Titles can be really useful as a way to address each other, can't they? And, and like, dear Mr. So and so, dear Mrs. Jiggery, what's it? Whatever your name would be. You know, somebody's quite important if they have a fancy title, don't you? For example, I'd quite like people to refer to me as Reverend Dr. Workman from now on, because that sounds really important. So let's go there. Reverend Dr. Workman, brilliant. Sometimes titles are honorary, uh, and sometimes they're functional, and they describe something that we do. So take this lady, for example. Whether you're a monarchist or not, take the Queen. Uh, In Britain, she's one of the most well-known and well-titled characters. And here's a couple of uh, official titles, okay? I hope I get this right, because there's a police program in the room, so I might be in trouble. <laughs> so, current UK official title is Elizabeth II, by the grace of God, of the United Kingdom and Great Britain and Northern Ireland, and of her other realms and territories, Queen, Head of the Commonwealth, Defender of the Faith. That's the Queen's official title. I would hate to be her announcer, because I would forget half of that. She's also known as Commander-in-Chief of the British Armed Forces, which is good. There's so many sensible behind our armed forces. Um, and also, she's, she was known as Lord High Admiral of the Royal Navy up until 2011. But there's some unofficial titles as well for the Queen. Queenie is not one of them. Queenie is not one of them. British Columbia, she's known as Mother of All People. <laughs> That's quite a title, it's a bit, a bit of a claim, um, I'm pretty sure she's not my mum. Uh, Guernsey and Jersey know her as the Duke of Normandy, which is pretty cool, and then the Isle of Man know her as Lord of Man, which also seems like a bit of a claim there as well. Now, at Christmas, it's really easy for us to be reminded of the nativity story, isn't it? That cute little baby in a manger, no crying he makes. Yeah, right. <laughs> How many babies have ever been born that never cry? Uh, lowing cattle, doting shepherds, wise men bearing gifts, frankincense, gold and myrrh. But this baby wasn't just here for our Christmas cards. He's not just here for the focus of our once a year songs. This baby was something, or rather someone, 
but it changed the fabric of everything entirely, completely. His, his birth shook the political foundations and his life continues to do so. He wasn't born to be just another loyal subject of somebody else's kingdom. Isaiah said of this baby that the government shall be upon his shoulders. We heard that read this morning. And that this would increase. That this government upon his shoulders would increase and never end. It means that he was born to be the ruler of rulers. The Bible shares many names and titles for Jesus. Uh, all of them have great significance. All of them have great meaning. There are none that are throwaway titles or just honorary titles. And here are a few that you might hear around this year. We've heard some of them this morning. Mighty God. Prince of Peace. Wonderful Counselor. Everlasting Father. Emmanuel. And then the book of Revelation, which seems like a big, crazy, scary place to go on the Christmas message... But the book of Revelation in, in chapter 19 describes Jesus as this heavenly warrior who rides a white horse and wears many crowns. We sing that song, crown him with many crowns. And it describes that he's got a robe that has been dipped in blood which points to his own death uh, on our behalf. And that book gives him more titles, names like the Word, the Logos that John uses in his gospel, the, the Word of God. And it also calls him faithful and true. And king of kings. Surely there can be no greater title than king of kings. And yet Jesus came as a baby. He arrived as a baby vulnerable, needy. Not even in his own cot. But in a borrowed manger. And a manger is basically a, a, a trough where the animals would have been fed. So I'm assuming that the innkeeper emptied out the feed that was in the trough and then put fresh straw or hay in there for Jesus. Why did he do that? Why did the king of kings become a man? It was to identify with us. To identify with our lives. To identify with our experience. To share the same experience. To die the same death as us. And by doing so, to set us free from sin and from death. The name Emmanuel means God with us. He comes with the full intention to be present in our lives. In touch with all of our experiences. God steps into our experience, literally clothes himself in the same frailty of flesh as us. Now as I kind of wrap up this message for Christmas, how does your behaviour change if you've got somebody coming over for dinner? John and Yvonne came recently, did we do a good job? Marks out of ten? Oh that's good, could have been awkward. <laughs> You know, we brought out our posh glasses. We did. Yeah, we do it for everyone. But we especially did it for... I cleaned them for you. Okay. So I put them through the dishwasher first. We brought out our posh glasses. You know, we made sure that we wanted to make them feel at home from the minute they came to the minute they left. Um, when you've got people coming over for dinner, you get the rarest sight in the natural world, which is a human male pushing a Dyson around the latch. <laughs> yes, I did, I think. I might have got Jess to do it. I definitely did something. Maybe I cleaned the sink. 
maybe it was that. Maybe I would set the table. <laughs> when we've got people coming over, we put our best foot forward. We want to show the best bits. We want to um, show our strengths, don't we? And what if somebody comes to stay or to dwell with you? Do you do things differently? Do you take time to prepare? Do your lives look different while you've got somebody staying with you? If it's your family, well, if you stay in your family, the best you can hope for is some clean sheets and then help yourself to the food in the fridge and get on with it. Why bother, really? We've got Moz staying with us at the minute and he's basically family. And I think all we did was we set his bed and then it's just like, Moz, there's Tesco's. <laughs> help yourself. What if it's somebody really important that comes to stay with you? What if somebody with titles was coming to stay with you? What if it was somebody like the Queen? What if the Queen came to stay at your house? What if she was kind of like, one would like to experience the life of a commoner? Well, if that's what the Queen decided, I'm obviously saying that for myself and Jess, you know, that's what she would say to us. I'd like to experience the life of a commoner. What if the Queen, please don't arrest me. Um, what if the Queen was coming to stay at your house because she wanted to experience what life is like for you? Would you still change things? Would you get out your best china? Would you put on squeaky clean behaviour? Would she see the real you? The way that you really live, the struggles, the hurts, the anxieties, the, the problems. Listen, the one who is called Wonderful Counselor is exactly that. The one who is called Mighty God is exactly that. And he's also called Emmanuel, God with us. He has stepped into our experience to dwell with us. He stepped into our skin, into our home, into our experience, and is present in all of those struggles, all of those hurts, all of those anxieties, and all of those problems. And he is dealing with our sin. And the title of all titles that he bears is King of Kings. And that means that the Queen has a king. That means that Trump and Johnson have a king. That means that Putin and Kim Jong-un, don't know if I pronounced that right, and I'm really in trouble if I didn't, but he has a king. He might not know it, he might not like it, but he has a king, and it means that you have a king. It was the king of kings. So, my question to you at this Christmas, how will you meet him? Will you welcome him into your home and into your experience? Or will you close the door on the King of Kings? I'll leave that up for you to decide.